We're getting ready to talk about the first three episodes of Pirate Master here on the RHAP Rewind. But before we talk Pirate Master, are you a trivia master? If somebody was to ask you to name a member of the Beatles or New Kids on the Block, could you answer in under 15 seconds? If the answer is yes, then you need to play Trivia Star. Trivia Star is a free mobile trivia game with over 60 different categories that you can get to choose from, including music. TV, animals, and celebrities. If you choose the correct answer from multiple choices and beat the clock, you move on to the next level. It sounds simple, but the questions get harder over time, and if you get stuck, don't worry. You can use coins and gems to get hints and beat the level. If you love trivia like I do, you'll love Trivia Star. Right now, Trivia Star is offering you 2,500 coins and 500 gems when you download and play. It's easier than going to find the treasure of Zanzibar. Trivia Star has thousands of five-star reviews in the Apple Store and is the number one trivia game on the App Store. Download it today to challenge yourself. Go to Apple or Google Store and search for Trivia Star. Download Trivia Star for free today and get ready to flex your brain muscles. Ahoy, mateys! What's going on? I am your captain, Rob Sesternino. We are back here with a new month of the RHAP Rewind, or this month we'll call it the RHAP Rewind, matey, because we are going to be taking a look at 2007's Pirate Master, produced by Mark Burnett, airing on CBS for at least six episodes as uh, we go through talking about Pirate Master. And uh, my first mate on this journey to go through it all, a man who's super knowledgeable about Pirate Master and many other things, including the Wandoff, here is Aaron Robertson. Aaron, how are you? Hello, Rob. It's so good to be here. You know, I would do a pirate jig, but I don't think they really exist. Yes. Aaron, okay. Uh, throwing people off the scent, uh, because I, I think that uh, people are used to hearing you sing uh, so much that I don't know if we get to hear you too much uh, in your regular speaking voice on the podcast. Yeah, I don't know if people have heard me talk before, so... I feel like this is sort of a whole new world for them. <laughs> yes. Okay, Aaron, I think you're, you're going to really throw people off here with the British accent. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, but, you know, I had, had to do it. I had to do an homage to to um, Asmuth from this show. Yes. Okay, well, Aaron, uh, so excited to get to talk to you about Pirate Master. Originally, uh, Josh Wiggler was going to join us on uh, this journey, but his uh, schedule, as it does, uh, is really booked up right now. He's doing uh, a ton of stuff over on Post Show Recaps right now, and it didn't work out, but we are still going to have a lot of fun as we go through all of Pirate Master here this month, the month of February, on the RHAP Rewind. If you missed what we did in January, we went through all of Kid Nation. Phil Thompson and I, we watched the entire first and only season of the great Kid Nation. And you can uh, check that out in our RHAP Rewind podcast feed. Go to robisawebsite.com slash RHAP 
Rewind. If you uh, want to subscribe to our podcast, we appreciate you uh, leaving us a star rating as well in the Apple Podcast Store. And a great thing about subscribing to the podcast, if you cannot keep up with us on the rewatch, you could subscribe to that rewatch feed. And uh, the only things in there are going to be our rewatch episodes in the order that they drop. So you can always come back to us when you have some time to watch the show. All of the episodes of Pirate Master are available on YouTube and I believe also on Daily Motion. And we are going to be covering episodes one, two, and three in our conversation. But if you have not rewatched or watched Pirate Master, we will talk about this. I will tell you the story of Pirate Master as if you are not watching the episode. So you can still follow along. You will know the story of Pirate Master even if you did not watch it. All right, Aaron. Pirate Master 2007. I uh, wrongly last month said that, okay, Kid Nation was first and then Pirate and Kid Nation, Kid Nation didn't get reviewed, and then they put on Pyro Master the next summer. Wrong, wrong, so wrong that yeah. Pyro Master actually was first, and they were both in the same year on CBS. Can we talk about how? Can we talk about how amazing 2007 was? I have to say, 2007 um, was one of the best reality show years of all time. Mm-hmm. I will stand by this. And even just looking at CBS alone, I mean, you have. Survivor Fiji, Amazing Race, All-Stars, Pirate Master, then you get Big Brother 8, and then you get Kid Nation, then you get Survivor China, Amazing Race 12. I mean, there's just so much happening. And to have all of that in one year, yeah, TV gold. It was very exciting to uh, be around in 2007, although I was off the Survivor beat. uh, I watched Big Brother 8, I think, of all those shows. Yeah, I mean, Big Brother 8 was very, very captivating that summer. Yeah. So. <laughs> so, yeah, we did see a preview uh, or somebody had uh, tweeted us uh, during the last Kid Nation episode of like Julie Chen, uh, Julie Chen, not Moonvest at the time, said, and stay tuned after Big Brother finale, watch Kid Nation. But it was all one summer that Pirate Master was going to be uh, kicking it all off. Unfortunately, though, Aaron, that Pirate Master only aired on uh, CBS for, I believe, the first eight episodes before mm-hmm. moving to a run on uh, CBS.com for the final six episodes. <laughs> Never a good sign. I believe they called it InnerTube at the time. Yeah, I mean, this was this was in the age of Survivor Live and stuff. So there was a lot of stuff that they were doing on the CBS website with the InnerTube. and. I think I remember going back and watching it all play out on online afterwards because I was like, where, where did it go? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So with the uh, move to InnerTube, uh, like, had you been watching this uh, uh, in the first run every single week, Aaron? In the first run every single week. Uh, when I watched it back in 2007? Yeah. Yeah, I was I was very I was very hip to the reality TV uh, by the time I hit 2007 um, because I was already watching uh, Survivor Fiji at the time. So when Pirate Master was coming on, I just I just stayed watching. Mm-hmm. And what was it about Pirate Master that really captivated you? Well, I, um, the previous year um, I had gotten. Survivor Pearl Islands from Barnes and Noble. Yes, uh, well, I know that you are a big Survivor Pearl Islands fan because your twi- your Twitter name used to be what SPI Fan Seven. Uh, so, yeah, basically, you saying that. Why was do Survivor I remember Pearl. that, Aaron? 
don't know how you remember that, but yeah, it yes. used to be that. So yeah, uh, very very hip to the very hip to the Pearl Islands. Yeah, RHAP and- historians should know that uh, Aaron Robertson was a correspondent for us, going all the way back going to Survivor Philippines, uh-huh. where that you talked about was it the um was it Calabar? Oh, Ma- oh, Matt, oh, Matt Singh. Oh, Matt yeah. Singh. So, yeah, it was Aaron and Malcolm and Denise and Russell Swan all linked together through history. Now, something else really cool that you did uh, way, way back when, like in the very early days of the rehap ups, was yeah. that you did a series where you were chronicling sort of like these one off reality shows. Uh, it was called uh, The Rise and Fall. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was you. Uh, Nick Fishman, your longtime uh, collaborator, yeah. and then was it also was it also uh, D. Schoolish, Jordan Kalish, also along for the ride? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, the very first episode we did was Pirate Master, and we were very lucky to have Asmith with us as a guest. So yeah, I watched the show live in 2007. Seven years later, we did that interview with Asmith in 2014. Seven, years, seven late. years later, I mean, now and you're SPI fan seven from Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, I don't want to give people the wrong the wrong info. That is not your current uh twi- no. Twitter address. No. What what's the what's the current Twitter? Um it's double A Robertson nine four. Okay. Um, basically two A's Robertson ninety four. There you go. Okay. So all right. So if you want some additional information, if you've already watched all of Pirate Master, you want to hear uh, Aaron's interview with uh, Azmuth, uh, th- was that in addition to the podcast episode you did about Pirate Master at that time? So what we did with Azmuth was we went through the behind the scenes of the show, and then we went through the show chronologically uh, with Azmuth, basically essentially Ooh. doing a combination of a deep dive and, and a recap of the show with Azmuth, uh, sort of with his journey in the show, uh, however long that was. And then talking about the whole show in general. Yes. And I am not spoiled on Pirate Master. I've only watched these first three episodes. We will talk about them in chronological, uh, Mm non-spoiler ways to talk about it. But all right. We open on this big pirate ship. I mean, this was a big budget show, uh, Pirate Master. It's a, a Mark Burnett show. And this was at a time that Mark Burnett was trying a lot of uh, new stuff that, uh, you know, he had the success of Survivor, that he, had, The Apprentice is, are, is already happening. But I feel like that Mark Burnett is throwing a lot of stuff at the wall during this era. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, even in the other shows, um, I, you could see a lot of experimentation at the time. And I feel like for Pirate Master as a whole, I feel like the premiere really set up the show to only last one season. I don't know who edited that first episode, but I mean, this was my third time or fourth time watching it. And I was more confused watching it now than I was when I was watching it with an air. Maybe Why? because I was a little kid, I was impressionable. Um, You know, Basically, when you when you watch the first episode, the opening shot is them is all sixteen uh, pirates or pirate crew mm-hmm. members, I'll say, rowing their boats to the Picton Castle, which is the um, this ship they're using as a pirate ship. Mm-hmm. And I was half expecting some sort of introduction to the game. No, how it was going to work. It, it's basically like you, you're kind of immersed in this fantasy land you're like, like i was watching a movie like there was no explanation for anything they just kind yeah. of row in their boat to the ship and then you, 
you're kind of just dumped into the game along with them, which is a choice, but not a good choice for, for reality TV, I would say. Yeah, I would say of any of the reality shows I watch, I feel like that this is kind of um, most like The Quest, which uh, mm-hmm. the tabulator and I uh, talked about once upon a time. I think that might have been 2014 when The Quest aired on ABC. Like, there's really not a lot of talk about like uh, why they're here. I mean, they do sort of like address what they do in the real world, but you just get thrown into like, this is a pirate ship. These people are on it. We do not get a lot of like, uh, you know, uh, like uh, this is uh, not what I do in my day job. This is like, well, I'm here and I'm a pirate now. This is, uh, you know, I used to I used to do this, but now we're pirates and we're in pirate costume and the host treats it like it was a real pirate ship and they treat everything like uh, just real, real, real. You're pirates now. Yeah. Um, and to add some context, Asmith had mentioned that basically they weren't really allowed to talk about anything modern. Mm-hmm. So as soon as they started talking about like movies or pop culture, like the cameras were off them. So mm-hmm. basically the show was really trying to say, Hey, you know, we're back in pirate times. We're back in ancient times trying to really immerse you in the world. And that's where the tone of the show is. I feel like had they gone maybe the whodunit route mm-hmm. where it's, Kind of campy, but it knows it's campy, but still does it in a sort of right esque way. It could have worked, but this was just like serious. But they did really, they didn't really. This show is not campy. They no, they, not. they take itself uh, very seriously. I do think that maybe that's a trademark of the Burnett shows. I feel like that the Burnett shows uh, traditionally are a not very campy. That uh, I'm just looking at some of the other Burnett shows that I forgot about. Like he did uh, the Contender. Do you remember? Do you remember that one? Oh, was that with the... It was like boxing. I, I think uh, yeah, Stallone yeah. was involved uh, with mm-hmm. that. He did things like uh, The Restaurant. Uh, he did uh, Rockstar and ultimately Rockstar Supernova. I think ultimately that uh, Burnett is going to end up like finding future success with uh, the things like the Shark Tank and uh, right. The Voice, uh, more like sort of like judging shows as opposed to like uh, he really, you know, uh, hit the nail on the head with Survivor, had success with The Apprentice. And then that, that was really going to be it for trying yeah. to like uh, reinvent Survivor. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I feel like they improve upon some things episode by episode, at least editing wise. Mm-hmm. Um, at least in these first three, you can definitely tell, like, they made some changes that should have been there in the first episode. Yes. Um, but I feel like it was too little too late, and I could see why it only lasted eight episodes <laughs> before people <laughs> now, just where they turned it out. Yeah. Just pulled the plug. Yeah. H- yeah. How bad were the ratings? Are they, are, are they historically bad? Do you know? Um, the ratings offhand, I'm not sure they weren't good. I no, I mean, you would think that for CBS, who has a relationship with Mark Burnett, mm-hmm. uh, to pull the plug on Pyromaster and send it to the inner tube, I mean, uh, these ratings yeah. would probably have to be absolute trash. Uh, yeah, not good. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't even know if there's a record of it on. It's not on the Wikipedia for uh, Pyromaster. Okay, so... The host of uh, Pirate Master, uh, his na- is his name Cameron Dado. Yes, he's Australian. Mm-hmm. Um, he's an actor. He dabbled in music a little bit, you know. So he, he, definitely, if they're going for the tone of you know we're taking this seriously, I feel like 
Cameron Datto captured that very well. I feel like he was um, inspired the host of Kid Nation mm-hmm. to be like that sort of serious, like, yeah. And you're here on this pirate ship, and you may be cut adrift. Yeah, here's the challenge. He's yeah, very yeah. soft spoken. Like yeah. he he does not ever get to like the like Jeff Probst shouting at any point. No. Uh, I like this guy. Like I feel like that he's very much like uh, in character as sort of like the veteran who is running this pirate ship. Yeah, yeah. But he's and not a pirate. No, it's they more have like him a kind of gentleman. Yeah, dressed in host wear mm-hmm. basically, and sort of. Telling them about, I mean, he just jumps right into the story like, hey, you arrived on the Picton Castle, you know, has them pull a chest up from the water. Mm -hmm. This is a working vessel, he says. Pull this chest up. I feel like this is a show that is better experienced as a player than as a viewer. I feel like if I was there and like he was the host and he was telling us to, you know, hoist this thing. And then regaling us with the story, like if I was at like Disney World or somewhere, mm-hmm. like this would be perfect. But for a TV show, it didn't really jump off the screen that well, <laughs> right? Because they don't really do a great job of like telling us who the characters are. We sort of we just go right into it. We meet people like one by one in confessional, but there's not even like the scene of like where they go like, "All right, who? What's your name? What's your name? What's your name?" We uh, we don't yeah. even get that. We just go right into uh, who like uh. People just like when they have something to say, we meet them in, con- in confessional. But we hear about uh, this is the chest of Zanzibar. Yes. It's a pirate. It's a, a chest with 14 compartments. And each compartment is like the clue to a different part of the treasure of Captain Henry Steele. Uh, Aaron, is Henry Steele a real pirate? Oh, goodness. I feel like he has to be, right? He has I mean, to be. I mean, you know, kind of like in the same like Morgan and Drake kind of a deal. I, maybe not. Yeah, Captain Henry <laughs> Steele, I think. Oh, no, he's on the list of fictional pirates on Wikipedia. Yeah, yeah not, not a real pirate. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I had, I had to make up somebody that split up their, their treasure with their 14 crew members and then the other one for himself. So seems yeah. very inefficient, Aaron, to have a pirate chest that has 14 compartments. You know, and you would think in the land of pirates that they would just, you know, forgo opening up one little compartment at a time <laughs> and just sort of try to bust the thing open with whatever things they yeah. had on hand. No self-respecting pirate has a treasure chest with 14 compartments. You, no. have, you have one compartment and you throw all your treasure in there. What, what are you going to com- hide 14 compartments in one <laughs> treasure chest for? I could see them hiding treasure in 14 different spots if they were really, you know, um, suspicious, but not all in one place. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's crazy. And it's not the treasure isn't even in the treasure chest. Inside the treasure chest are clues to the treasure. This is they have it backwards. (laughs) It's wild. It is wild. And and not only that, there's (laughs) two maps. Yeah, in each one. There should be 14 treasure chests out hidden. Not one treasure chest that tells you where to go find the treasure. You know, maybe if they had like a place to find the clues, maybe that would be different. Mm-hmm. I think they just wanted to have like some giant yeah. prop of have a chest to be like, this is the chest of Zanzibar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they wanted to have it. Uh, I do like the name of the chest of Zanzibar. Uh, sounds, sounds exciting. Yeah. Okay, so... 
were the people really working the ship, Aaron? That because I, I I do not know if any of these people had sailing experience. They make it seem like oh, they were raising the sail. They're working. They're working the ship. They have to clean the ship. But you would think that this ship would crash. No. Yeah, they did. They did learn a lot out there about mm-hmm. working a ship. But there was a large crew that was wearing, you know, white sort of mm-hmm. sailor wear that was with them. Uh, <laughs> right. it, I mean, you can't have 14 or 16 people run a ship. I mean, that, that's right. And awesome. then these poor people there have to like clean the ship all the time. Why? Why? Why does the ship have to be so clean? Like, yeah, we got to polish the brass and like, who cares? Is there an inspection? There's no prize for like, uh, all right, how clean is the ship today? Yeah. Is there any debris? (laughs) I mean, they were very fast and loose with these, Mm -hmm. these rules and seemed to change them every episode, even in just these three. So I mean, Mm -hmm. Who knows? <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, we meet some of the standouts from uh, from the cast of mm-hmm. Pirate Master. Uh, yeah. We uh, meet Louis. Louis, Louis is uh, all over these first three episodes. He's kind of like a poor man's Rupert, right? Yeah. I felt like he was like a combination of somebody like I could easily see Louis on Lost <laughs> or <laughs> yeah, uh, but also combined with Rupert. Yeah. Basically a poor man's Rupert. He works at a fishing dock. Like he's kind of like pirate adjacent Louis. Yeah. I mean, he has experience being out in the water and, and fishing and hunting for stuff. So, mm-hmm. you know, being a pirate back in pirate times is not too far of a stretch. And then, uh, we have former NFL player here, uh, Christian, uh, Okuye. Am I pronouncing his name right? He calls himself okay. his. Okay. 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 Yeah. yeah, his nickname is uh, he's the Nigerian Nightmare. Yeah, I mean he played for the Kansas City Chiefs, which is very timely. I mean this, yes. this show has aged pretty well in that in that regard. <laughs> yes, so. Kansas City Chiefs <laughs> still a thing. Yeah, they're they're, they're doing things now. So mm-hmm. yeah, great to see. Uh, and also, I mean, very timely. Also, a show about Buccaneers. So uh, very very much uh, <laughs> ready for it's, the Super Bowl. It's the Super Bowl best show also on CBS. Now. Yeah, so yes. it's all it's all coming together. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And there's a big pirate ship uh at Raymond James Stadium where they're gonna have the Super Bowl. Oh, I'm excited to see it. Yeah. So <laughs> lots out. of lots of pirate themes uh going on this weekend <laughs> of the Buccaneers and the Chiefs. Okay. So we uh, meet another character who, uh the, my my favorite character on the show is John. Uh, John is, uh, he was, forget pirate gold. He was TV gold. Uh, spoiler alert here. He will be the first person, uh, voted out of Pirate Master. And I think that this is what does in the show, Aaron. I I think that if John goes the distance, this is the greatest show of all time. Uh, they kicked John off in the first episode and a huge mistake. Production should have stepped in. I just, it, I wanted John to be there so long. I mean, he he's a nerd, but like he seemed v- very athletic too. So, yeah. and was also a character. He was, was a character. Just, it was, it was, I could he talked like Jack Sparrow a little bit to yeah, me. Yeah, like, he was of, doing like a weird thing where he had like put his hands in front of his face and like was yeah. talking so weird. His lower third, greatest lower third in the history of television is uh, John, scientist slash exotic dancer. <laughs> Who else? has that lower third scientist <laughs> slash exotic dancer i just the fact that they even found john 
Like, how have we not seen John back in any yeah. medium ever? Because it's perfect. I mean, the brains and the brawn and the, and the, and the beauty and just the quirk. I just love everything about John. I was very, very into. And I wanted to see more of it. I wanted to see where it would go. He's so weird. He is not getting along with anybody. He's saying crazy things uh, that he's t- telling one of the women that his horoscope told him to watch out for red-haired foxes. He wants yeah. to do a pirate jig. Uh, he's ready to go, John. I mean, he, he's very into this and wants to you know, get the most he was out great. of this experience. Yeah. He was fantastic. Okay. All right. Um, first day. All right, everybody get ready to sail. Again, I don't know how these people know uh, what they're doing. Uh, we, we meet Joy, and Joy's introduction is that uh, she is seasick. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, <laughs> she was the one that John wanted to do the pirate jig with, but yeah, she's also she was, very... Yeah, she's like, what? what? Maybe the pirate <laughs> jig made her sick. Yeah, it probably did. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, you know, I... I don't know how I would do if I was on a pirate ship, but I would imagine that I would probably be seasick. I would be very seasick. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I went on like a gambling cruise one time uh, and like uh, it was nobody else was seasick and I was like the only person. Yeah, it's, it's, I guess people have their sea legs more faster than others. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When I was on Survivor, there was a lot of like, uh, like take you around in a motorboat. I think that was fine, but like on a big vessel, I don't know, yeah. it's like swaying. Uh, I don't like it. No. Yeah. And, and having to set sail for, for the island of Dominica, I would just be sort of sitting on that island the whole time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wouldn't be on this ship. Yeah. Uh, we meet, uh, Joe Don, JD. Is another uh, big character. Good and, on, yes. Uh, we'll see a lot of Joe Don here in this uh, first couple episodes. Uh, he was in the Navy. He feels right at home on the pirate ship, Joe Don. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's a firefighter, so he's definitely used to, you know, de- can definitely get up there and hoist the sails and mm-hmm. work on everything and seems like a very um, good person to have. Comfortable in on. leadership, we'll find yeah. out. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so comfortable. The teams, they get their first mission and they have to uh, basically, this is the same exact thing. So for three episodes, and I'm imagining for 14 episodes that the host says, all right, let's see what's in the chest of Zanzibar today. Like, oh, what's mm-hmm. this? Oh, uh, two maps, two compasses. Okay. You'll have to go and go to find the map and then the map will take you to the treasure. And so every single episode of Pirate Master seemingly is they are on the boat, they get the thing, then they have to get off the pirate boat and then go into the jungle and then go find the treasure in the jungle. Aaron, mm-hmm. uh, will this hold suit for 14 episodes? Um, the exact manner of the expeditions will, will change Ooh. over time. But uh, generally, yeah, yeah, they will be trekking out and finding something. <laughs> okay. Um, there are two teams. There is a red team and there is a black team. Uh, I think the show does a very poor job of telling me <laughs> who is on which team. And also the yeah. teams change also yes. sometimes. Yeah. But some of the people like the, that uh, there will be a couple people that say the same, but then other people are different. But I, I have very hard. Uh, I have a very hard time of keeping track of who's on what team. And also the fact that these are very low res uploads on YouTube yeah. makes it very hard to tell who's on the red team and who's on the black team. 
Well, well, the good thing is I wrote it down who was on the teams for this episode because they, and this is one of the other things that I have an issue with with this first episode is that there's no explanation. They just kind of move from scene to scene. Yeah. As if we're already on like the 10th episode and you've already know what's going on for, you know, several weeks mm-hmm. now. But, uh, basically I'll tell you this. Um, so I'll say in alphabetical order. So the red crew is going to be Asmith. Yes. Krista. Yes. Christian. Jay. Laurel. Nessa and Sean. Oh, Louie's not even on them. No. Oh, uh, the, the black clue, crew is Alexis, mm-hmm. Ben, Cheryl, John, Jodon, Jupiter, Kendra, and Louie. Yeah. So that's the black crew. And the confusing thing too is about this show is that it doesn't really matter even if you're on the winning crew because you could still go home and so i i can't even i can't even separate people right. from that so there's sort of- yeah there's basically like a mission and the mission is really to get the money but ultimately anybody could be sent home uh, that uh, yeah. uh unless that you are in the leadership uh you are not necessarily immune from the idea that you want to win so you are potentially like uh, one of the officers and potentially you could be safe but we'll we'll get to how the elimination yeah. mechanics work um one of the people a guy named ben a uh, young guy he uh loses his shoe in the mud and then some people like just let's leave it let's go like i I would not leave my shoe in the mud on day one of pirate master no no especially if they have to to go through and find that shoe i mean you're gonna be there for several weeks afterwards i mean losing a shoe episode one i mean that could be spelled disaster for future expeditions so aaron yeah definitely get that was that mud or was that quicksand tell it was really low resin i can't remember you don't see a lot of quicksand these days no um and another thing that probably doesn't really translate to television all that well is that on this expedition that whoever's in the lead can sabotage yes there's always a sabotage (laughs) it's really interesting to see these like this first episode the sabotage is this large net yeah across the river and it's like oh no I can't get. get Yeah, so the teams are on boats, and then whoever got to the sabotage point first could like cut the net, and then it would like like it would fall down and block the way. But the sabotage net was just so close to where the actual treasure was, (laughs) like it didn't really slow the other team, the red team, down. They're just like, all right, quick, all right, get out of the boat now, and just let's go around the net because, uh, and then the treasure is on the other side of that. But so. Uh, there's a bunch of locks. There's like the locks are like in a skull. Uh, that uh, again, Aaron, I, I wonder like what was the dream team like for this of like going to go like set up these like you go into the jungle and then like uh, build like these uh, pirate traps. I don't even know, and like I I can get conceptually mm-hmm. okay going on an expedition and you know they can sabotage each other. I feel like if they tweaked it to maybe there being multiple paths mm-hmm. to this treasure and maybe you know some crews can lock the easiest path with a sabotage mm-hmm. and then you have to go around and do a, a, a harder path i like i could see something yeah. like that playing out but if we're already at the treasure and the sabotage is right there not yeah. really going to work we talked about this a lot in Kid Nation that I did not like the showdowns in Kid Nation. I do feel like that the pirate adventures are the least interesting part of Pirate Master. Oh, absolutely for sure. And they they all And they're long. 
they blend together. Mm-hmm. And I remember even at the time when I was, you know, when I was watching this for the first time as a, as a 12 year old kid, you know, I used to love watching the challenges of Survivor or, or Big Brother Amazing Race, but these challenges, um, uh, maybe excited yeah. me as a kid, but now I'm like, they all kind of blend together. They don't really stand yeah. out. It's anyway. hard to get the coverage also. Like the cameras are like trying to keep up with the teams going into the jungle and then, uh, r- running through. Uh, you know, they all have like the, you know, the same, same idea of like, okay, then there's a sabotage point. Uh, mm-hmm. and then ultimately we get to a point where it's like something, some sort of like, a, you have to be like brave or death defying to get to where the actual final part of the treasure is. Uh, here we have the crocodile layer. You have to go into yeah. the crocodile water. Aaron, I don't think I'd do this. Nope. <laughs> and I, I, I wouldn't either. I mean, especially, you know, from, from your experience in the Amazon. I yeah. mean, like crocodiles, I'm not doing that. Yeah. I mean, who God knows what's in this water. <laughs> Anything could be in there. Yeah, this swampy uh, jungle water. They don't even know. Uh, but they go, they go in there, and it's John who finds the treasure under the mangrove tree. And uh, and there we go. And all of a sudden, like we're back on the ship. Yep. And this part is is wild to me uh, mm-hmm. when they get back on the ship because basically um, they the host has them take out these coins and the gold coins are all different sizes of this treasure they got. And they have to count it out and they count it out and it's forty thousand dollars. These Woo! coins are worth their weight in gold. In gold. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> basically that that was the theme this year. Um, <laughs> this one is worth $500. This smaller one is $100. And then this other smaller one is worth $20. And boy, did they count all that? Yeah, and so, they're like, all right, you now count it. Like, well, why does it make the pirates count the gold? Just tell them. Just tell them. Like, all right, count it up. Let's see. I mean, maybe you could have them count it, you know, in the game, but, you know, you could just cut to them saying, hey, this is worth. Forty thousand dollars. You know, you don't. We don't. You'd have to watch them count mm-hmm. for for five minutes. Okay. Um, they needed to elect a leader. Okay. Yes. And uh, there's a little bit of uh, debate. Most people want Jodon to be the leader, uh, but one person wants John to be the leader, and that person is John. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 the classic. Hey, I found the treasure versus. You know, this was the person that was leading the team mm-hmm. during the expedition. So, who do you reward—the person that got it or the person that? He led also the way did there? the locks too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you did a lot in this first mission, so yeah. So uh, they end up having to vote, and everybody votes for Jodon except for John. Um, mm-hmm. And then, how about this? They go for okay, you're the leader, so you get half the treasure. I was maybe <laughs> more people would have run if you would have you get you get yeah. the money if you become the leader. There's just there's there's no there's no real setup for this. It's basically you get half, and mm-hmm. then they tell Jodan, "Hey, okay, now you get to elect two two officers to be with you." Um, he picks Ben and Cheryl, and then they get half of the other half. Yeah, yeah, so it's they- a little confusing. So yeah, so uh, the the leader, the captain, Jodan, he gets half of the treasure. This then there's fifty percent left. Then they go of that of that half. Now uh, another a half of that goes to the two officers. And then there's yeah. twenty. Then there's twenty five percent left. It works out to ten thousand dollars left. That gets split up between the five other people in the crew. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the other team gets nothing, no and treasure. Oh. Yeah, 
And so, okay, so this is now we have our leadership, and, and people are like a little bit like, "What? I don't. I only got this much. I'm like, well, like I did, a, I did the same amount as this guy. He got twenty thousand. Yeah. I get this. Uh, they really set up like a real like uh, haves and have nots uh, in terms of pirate master. Yeah, um, but unlike other games, uh, similar to the genius, you know, we have a in-game currency now. So, oh, now that you have this money, I mean, you could do whatever you want with it. I mean, you could theoretically split it among everybody in the entire game if you wanted to, or yes. you could not do anything. Yeah, interesting. Interesting. Uh, yeah, we see a little bit of that uh, here coming up uh, in Pirate Master. So <laughs> we also have an addition to that. Then there's a little bit of sort of like this uh, HOH room element to yeah. what's going on. Like, I mean, basically, you become the captain, your team wins. You are effectively like uh, HOS or uh, head of ship yeah, at head that of point. The ship. And so you get your own HOH room and then your co-captains get to hang out in there and uh, they get to also, I guess, sleep in there. Although I didn't see where the beds were for. Yeah, I thought I saw like two hammock kind of things mm-hmm. on the sides for yeah. the officers and the captain had their own thing. But you don't have to sleep out in the quarters with the riffraff. No, they're in their own separate place. And so Joe Don like goes down there and instead of it being like, uh, who wants to see my HOS room? Uh, that just like, oh, no, no, nobody else can come in here. Uh, It's only for me. Yeah. Uh, Joe Don, he does not do a great job, I think, of, uh, really endearing himself to the crew in in his new position of power. Yeah. He seemed pretty, um, and you know, Asmuth was saying that, like, yeah, Joe Don was very ho hum with everything. He kind of just, let the leadership go to i mean we have we already have yeah. uh i guess hos itis yes H-O-S. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah and um uh, all right so joe don that uh he's also going to have to have a decision to make because he is going to have to pick three pirates to get the black mark the is it black black mark or black spot what do they call it Black Mark. Black Mark. Okay. Because they're basically, everybody's going to get a letter. And if your letter has like a giant ink blot in the middle, it means you are one of the three pirates who is marked to be cut adrift. And then all of the players will vote. And the person that gets the most votes will be cut adrift. Or everyone, if they vote unanimously, can mutiny. And then they can send the captain adrift now aaron do you know the mechanics of is it just a majority on the mutiny or does every pirate need to say this is a mutiny to send the captain adrift so how this um works and it's it's really interesting this vote so the nominees can't vote the officers can't vote and the captain can't vote yes so um you know since we're starting out with 16 people that means there's only 10 people that are actually voting so if all 10 people want to mutiny, mutiny and they get the officers on board, because they have to get the officers on board first. If they're all in agreement, then yes, they can mutiny. But the officers have to be in on it. If the officers oh are God. in on it, then right. you, you can't that's, mutiny. That's so, very hard. Yeah, yeah that's very, 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 very tough hard. to do, very to get, to get yeah. the mutiny going. Okay. Yeah. All right. So Joe Don is going to hand out all the letters and... Uh, we're going to see that he has given a letter to Louie. I guess because Louie has been talking trash about the captain. Louie doesn't love yeah. Jodon. Yeah, Louie Louis wants to mutiny. Doesn't like uh, the yeah. Jodon. Joy 
who she was sort of just presented as like the pawn. Everybody likes Joy, but you know, uh, nobody will vote for her. And John, John is the guy that Joe Don yeah. wants to set adrift. Which is which is an interesting choice um, because I mean, one you would think, hey. You know, maybe I would want somebody to help me find the treasure the first time mm-hmm. to help me find it in the future. But because these teams aren't set, you know, he could just as easily find a treasure if he's on the opposite crew. Um, so there's sort of a dilemma in do I put up the threats or do I put up, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's been a squeaky wheel, John. And uh, yeah. in this moment that I hated Joe Don, I said, leave John alone. I know. He's the best like, pirate. I just I, I love John so much. And like it's not even like anybody's protecting John in any way. Mm-hmm. Or you know, you don't even have to give him money, you know? It's mm-hmm. not like he he has any power in the in the in the game unless people vote him captain. So. Yes. So John is going to come up with a plan that's going to save himself. Mm-hmm. Someone, both the kid, the teams, left their compasses on the deck, and John says, "I'm going to steal the compasses because then the teams won't be able to have the, any direction, and they won't find the treasure. And if they can't find the treasure, then there's no point in being here. So they must keep me if I have the compasses." Perfect. Perfect plan. You know, if this was real life, they didn't have their compasses, mm-hmm. I would have been sold. Yes. All right. So that's that's John's idea. All right. Uh, and he says that he will tell everybody to mutiny because then they will get rid of Jodon and he will stay and he will give them back the compasses. Uh, we have Pirate Court. Aaron, I talked about the part of the show I don't like. I love Pirate Court. Oh, Pirate Court is amazing. I love it. I love, you know, seeing each of the three getting to plead their case, mm-hmm. seeing, you know, the, I guess, the court of the pirates <laughs> reacting to it. Yes. Um, and like the captain and the officers like standing up at the top of the ship, like looking down. And it's, it's, it's pirate perfect. court is really good. They do a really good Great. job with pirate court. Always at night, yeah. pirate court. Um, it appeared to be raining in the background at Pirate yeah. Court, but it did not seem to be raining on the contestants. That I'm, I'm, I'm wondering is like somebody up there with a hose, yeah, or something weird, weird like that. I, yeah, I did find that a little bit uh, odd visually. Yeah, maybe um, there's a canopy else. over Pirate Court. Yeah, and something else that I found odd visually was I I like the idea of them casting votes on a knife. I wish we could yes. see them voting because they're doing it in front of everybody so they're like you don't know mm-hmm. and they have to like shove yeah their pe- paper yeah, so, down so let me uh, explain this a little bit more so everybody gets like uh like a piece of like uh almost like a like a thick parchment paper and mm-hmm. they each have one with the name of uh like each of the people that is up for elimination and they also have a mutiny card and mm-hmm. so there's like a sword that's sticking straight up like point up into the sky and they take their paper and they like jam it down face down over the sword and this looks very cool but every time like someone is going to get impaled oh, when oh, I would- Yes. Yes. It was very dangerous, Aaron. I, every time I look at it, I'm like, 
I would totally accidentally impale myself with this sharp, sharp knife. Yes. It has to be able to impale like, uh, I'm bleeding. Finger. I'm bleeding. Uh, <laughs> Dado, Dado, I need your I, medical. Get in here. Get the medical team. <laughs> <laughs> is there an infirmary on the ship? I'm sure there is. You know, yeah. I mean, we have a we have a kitchen and everything else. But Aaron, so. maybe this is why there's so many pirates with like hook hands because every time they had to have a pirate court, you yeah. know, you just end up like uh, slicing your hand open on the putting the the letters on there. Yeah, this pesky knife. Where did this pesky knife sticking out of the ground come from? Mm-hmm. Oops. All right, everybody gets to plead their case. Uh, Louis makes the case. He's a worthy seaman, but he doesn't mind being a swab either. Yeah, I just want to be paid. Just wants to get paid. Uh, Joy is ready to fight. She says, you are not ready for Joy to go. No. No, they not ready. Weren't. We they weren't. weren't ready. But we are no. not ready for John to go. And he says he knows why his ass is on the line. And he didn't want to go with Joe Don for his leadership. And guess what? I have the compasses, and if he goes, they go. All right? And I'm asking you, pirates, to abstain from the vote and mutiny. This is like when we play Mafia with uh, Mm -hmm. Jordan Kalish, and it's like, look, I'm in the town. These other people are in the town. That Look, I, I say that we all abstain tonight. There you go. And you know, it's it's interesting trying to appeal to get people to mutiny because it's not like, I mean, they're not in danger. You know, it's basically him or the captain. So it, it's ultimately depending on how much influence the captain actually has over all of the pirates. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so he says that, uh, you know, the captain should be, we should mutiny against the the, the captain. Uh, and so Joe Don, his rebuttal, he says... Uh, Hey, we don't need the compass. The the Big Dipper points to the North Star. At the end of the day, or during the day, we'll put a, a, a knife in the ground, and then we'll mark the shadow. You got east and west. He says, I don't need compasses, and I don't need you. There was uh, a, ooh. Ooh, that quote. I love that quote so yes, much. Yes, but I, I thought this was a good point from, from John, who says, uh, basically, um, so, uh, tell me, Joe Don, Captain, which way is north? And Joe Don, like, looks up and is like, uh, well, it's, it's hard to say right now, okay? <laughs> I, 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 now, right now, I couldn't tell you. But in the daytime, it's easy. Piece of cake. Yeah, why don't you be cloudy the entire rest of the game and they can't <laughs> find your way around. Yes. Um, <laughs> I feel like that John missed his opportunity to say, uh, ladies and gentlemen of the pirate court, I rest my case. He had a good point. I mean, <laughs> you know, without the compasses, I mean, you're really not going to be able to get anywhere, especially if you're weather dependent. <laughs> yes. The, can I tell you uh, that my theory of the case is that I, I don't think they really needed the compass. No. Yeah, no. I have. So I've seen a Mark Burnett map up close. Like it's just a drawing. Like uh, you are not like uh, they weren't sailing the ship to go in any specific direction. Like the the map is like okay, jump off the boat, and then you're just looking for landmarks. Like uh, yeah. nobody was like using the compass. Like okay, which way is north? There's a path that you know. I I don't think anybody's getting lost in the jungle. 
No. And, you know, the irony is that, you know, the next challenge, they're going to be looking for, for compass plates. So didn't mm-hmm. really, didn't really need the, yeah. the compass after all. Okay. All right. Everybody, place your card on the dagger. Ten pirates, uh, ten ballots. Uh, so I, I like this also. So the host, we don't get like the, like, all right, that's one vote, John. That's one vote, Joy. Uh, instead, the, the host of the show, Cameron, mm-hmm. da- uh, Captain Datto, he ends up, a great name. He, he ends up pulling all the cards up and then he like holds them in his hand. And mm-hmm. it's like, uh, that he's just like, is able to see like, uh, so he knows what's going to happen. Uh, and he's just like, okay. Uh, Joy, rejoin the crew. Like, all right, you got no vote. All right, good. Louie, you are safe. Like, uh, you go rejoin the crew. And then it's like, all right, uh, all these votes are unanimous. Is it going to be a mutiny or is it going to be John? And John, you've been set adrift. Oh, he looks so happy when he thought they actually mutinied. I was like, yes, I yes. Was really, you know, I know. Mutiny on Joe Don. <laughs> yes. I, I was rooting for it to happen. Yes. Even when I was watching for the first time back in 2007, I wanted that mutiny to happen. I would happen. follow John anywhere, okay? Yes. Um, <laughs> unless somebody writes in and tells us that he's involved with bad stuff, then, then, then no. <laughs> Disavow John. But for now, as of that one night in Pirate Master, yes. Yes. King. King John. Yes. <laughs> he has to be sent to drift, Aaron. Uh, I do like it when they cut the rope to send him adrift. <laughs> yes. Uh, and I love just the visual of, you know, them doing their, their final words floating away in the water with the ship in the background and the being lit by like a, the candle or whatever flame mm-hmm. is on the, the boat with them. Perfect. Yes. Should they have walked the plank? I want, I, I kind of wish they did. Cause mm-hmm. I feel like walking the plank would be a bit more, <laughs> dramatic and they have to jump into the yeah but you couldn't really water. do final words unless they were just like sort of like bobbing in the water like this sucks okay that's it so we lost john in the first episode of pirate master we did, yes, we did. joe don's reign of terror that's episode one of pirate master a- anything else you want to say about the the, pre- the pilot the premiere um, yeah, I feel like all in all, I feel like they, I wish there was more explanation and more visual cues as to who is on what Yeah, crew. They didn't really do a good job of that. And I feel like that kind of killed the momentum. I hear what I you're saying. Like, they sleep yeah. in all in one, in one crew quarter. So there's no like us versus them. It's sort of like yeah. that. It's the, we, the crew ma- mates against the leadership. Yeah, basically. All right, matey, we will be right back to talk about episode number two of Pirate Master with Aaron. But first, we talked about how it was difficult to label the red team and the black team on Pirate Master. But our friends over at uh, ptouchhomebybrother.com, they're going to make it so easy. Imagine your home totally organized with the P-Touch Home Personal Label Maker. Practical and useful home organization templates and attractive Durable labels make it fun and easy to turn every room into a personalized, clutter-free haven. Coordinate your kitchen with 
with variety of fonts and frames, label the perfect pantry, add decorative labels to the laundry room, tidy up your seasonal storage, and use fun symbols and emoji to finally organize the kids' toys, books, and games. I bet on the pirate ship they could use this all over the place. Even the tiniest family members will benefit from an organized space. And yes, the furriest family members too. Make the most of your time at home. Have fun and get organized with the Pete Touch Home Personal Label Maker only from Brother for details. Visit Pete Touch Home by Brother.com. That's the letter P Touch Home by Brother. Dot com. And then also, thanks to our friends over at Geico. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. And I bet it can be hard work, but you know it's easy? Bundling policies with Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. And it's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to Geico.com, get a quote, and see how much you could save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. And now back to Pirate Master to talk about episode number two. Episode two kicks off, and we see a little bit of uh, the night after Pirate Court. People are happy that John is gone. They don't need his compass. They don't need it. Um, and, you know, I, <laughs> can I just say, uh, because they didn't really show it in the first episode, they kind of did a little quick clip, but the the theme that Russ Landau, who does the yes. ancient for Survivor and other music, the theme he made for Pirate Master, it slaps. Um, I remember buying the Pirates album that he released for this what? show on iTunes, and I like listened to it all the time. <laughs> yes, it was it was great. It was so good. The music is so good. Uh, that theme slaps. It's an intro that slaps. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. They really did like a like a five or six minute like uh, previously on Pirate Master. They should have done this in episode one. I don't know why they didn't. (laughs) Previously, (laughs) it set up the show. They had so much to get to. Yeah. So much to get to Uh, on Pirate Master. Okay. Um, It's day two, and Mm -hmm. uh, Joe Don is going to uh, start to uh, really have his way running the ship. Actually, the the night before, he assigns some roles to people. He makes Sean the cook on the ship. And then Cook Cook Sean, he likes this job. He says, it's like delivering flowers. Nobody is mad. It's uh, the best job in the whole world. Aaron, is delivering flowers the best job in the whole world? Um, on a pirate ship? I don't don't think so. Mm -hmm. What Uh, about in general? Delivering flowers. You know, I... I feel like flowers do does make a day brighter. It does. It does feel mm-hmm. like a fun job delivering delivering flowers for, for various occasions. I kind of feel like that in 2007, maybe a delivery person might have been more exciting. But do you think that like in the age of like uh, all of like the Uber Eats and DoorDash, like I feel yeah. like it's like, um, you know, I think people get a lot of things delivered. Yeah, I feel like nowadays probably maybe the. the what would the best job be now? I, I don't even know. I mean, something that gets you out of the house and not not stuck in there. I would say would probably be a good, yeah. a good job. Because it depends right where you live. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So also, Joe Don is going to bring in somebody else. Brings in Jay. Jay is going to be the head chief mate. Uh, basically, he's like the union leader. Yeah, and. You know, all throughout episode one and this episode, I mean, we've been getting little snippets of Jay. He seems to be the very kind of strategic guy, motivated by the money. So yeah. as long as Jodan is giving Jay money, Jay is happy. Mm-hmm. Um, I know there was a lot of um, 
I think there it was speculated that Russell was supposed to be on this show. I feel like he was going to be in the J spot hmm. if he was on. <laughs> so um, that's interesting. Of uh, Russell Hans, you know, has said that he really wanted to do Pirate Master. Did Russell Hans? Did he submit an application when he heard they were doing Pirate Master, or did he watch Pirate Master and sent in an application and said that he wanted to be on Pirate Master Two? Oh, I'm not sure which how they how they did that because I know they found him through. I think it was two. I believe it was two. Yes. Yeah. Uh, even though the first one had been canceled. Right. Because After Aaron. yeah, that oh, yeah, he's yeah, actually yeah. going to go play in Survivor in 2009. I think he went to go play, so that would be you know two years later after Pirate Master airs. Yeah, so I, I guess yeah, tried out for tried out for two. They canceled it, and then yeah, hey, so yeah. yeah. I, I don't want to speak too much out of school. I did find a uh, Reddit thread uh, that's uh, from the user uh, Battlestare909. Today I learned Russell Hance was originally supposed to be on Pirate Master 2. Imagine an alternate timeline where this train wreck of a show actually made it to the air. Pirate Master was so awful it got canceled midway through season one. But the idea of Hans being on this laughing stock instead of ever uh, <laughs> ever gracing our screens on Survivor is hilarious to me for some reason. So uh, there you go. And the I would have been the best pirate of all time. Forget Joe Don. Forget. I would, I would find the treasure without a clue. <laughs> I don't need a compass to find a treasure. They don't even. <laughs> it's all mutiny against Joe Don. I don't even like Sean's cooking. <laughs> Sean, he's supposed to be the cook. All he makes is gruel. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it would, I mean, it would fit right in. It would have been great. It would have been great, great to see. But uh, yeah, I feel like. Um, well, that's where he got the idea, probably to burn Jason's socks. He saw John steal the compass. He's like, Yeah, I should be the person sabotaging the ship. And you know, speaking of sabotage, there are some people who don't really want to sabotage. For example, like Christian. He wanted to make sure that the crew is all fed and eating well mm-hmm. because a happy crew is a hardworking crew. Yeah. You know, seeing the way Jodan's treating everybody is like, Mm-mm, mm-hmm. I wouldn't do that. Okay. All right. So the next morning, Jodan is telling everybody what to do. Why? What, what, what does Jodan care? How clean? Like, uh, he's like, all right, you know, clean the railings around here and make, you know, uh, hoist the sails, get everything going, everybody. It's like he took the position and assumed the role, but didn't really think about the repercussions of anything yeah. that he was doing. But why? It was like- there was no, there's, Aaron, there's no benefit to him of like, uh, that it's not like that they say like, well, okay, Jodan, the ship was extra tidy today, so you get some extra money. There, I mean, there's not, but you know, it's, it's, it's kind of weird how it, how it kind of grows on you because basically, I mean, John found the treasure. They elected Jodan captain, and then mm-hmm. he just gets $20,000 and is getting fed and doesn't have to do anything and is watching. You know, I mean, it's very easy sliding into power that way where you're not really challenged to kind of assume this role. There's no reason he should be doing it. Absolutely not. But I mean, that's what he wants to do. Okay. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, and the officers, Ben and Cheryl, seem to be, I feel like. I feel like Ben and Cheryl are probably where the the real power dynamic is in in that kind of 
trio of, of him and the two officers mm-hmm. like, like, balance him out. Well, because we don't really hear people talking about Banner or Cheryl badly in any way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it seems like that they're, they're on the same page as him. If they don't agree with him, they're not telling us in confessional. Right. And if, if they were, they wouldn't mutiny. So, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So there's also an issue with the food where the captain is like very well fed and then the crew is being fed like a teaspoon of gruel, which seems like really wild. And then, I, yeah. Yeah. Do you know, did Asmuth talk at all about the food situation on the ship? Yes, um, because Asmund said that he used to cook with with Shine, um, and they used to do voices when they were cooking. They never mm-hmm. really showed that, but uh, they used to because Shine was the so Shine is the only actor that's on this. Okay, um, Asmith would later go on to be in things like Pirates of the Caribbean and stuff. Oh, um, yeah, at World's End, check him out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, so they used to, you know, kind of do little voices while they were. <laughs> They were cooking. Mm-hmm. Now, I think Jupiter was in there as well. Um, but yeah, I it's you would think with all those supplies. I mean, I look. I'm looking at that platter that Jodan had. That looked really good. I will have to say, um, of all the the fruit and eggs and whatever was on there, it mm-hmm. just looked like the mat, like this, like way too big for one person. Kind of a spread. It feels like a, a whole smorgasbord of, of of things, and the crew is like not even getting like not even like a an uh, apple slice. Yeah, <laughs> it was. And then uh, Jodon is like, eat, like eating, like right in front of everybody. He's like, "All right, keep cleaning, everybody, while I'm f- eating." I mean, Christian Akoy is like, uh, what? Two, they say he's like two hundred seventy pounds. He's eating like, uh, like here's here's some mush for you. Yeah, that's not even good. And, and how many meals did he have? He was eating like eggs, and then they were bringing him like, uh, like seafood also. Yeah, and like rum, like I mean, yeah, he's drinking rum at like uh, eight o'clock in the morning. I know. <laughs> they're, they're yeah. just he wasn't just drunk with power; he was legit drunk. Also, Joe Don, which I don't know. I mean, granted, you know, while while um, you know the captain's life might be nice, you know, if you if you're trying to be captive for a long time, I wouldn't really try to do anything to sabotage my awareness. Mm-hmm. I, I would imagine you yeah, know, being it's a bad move. Bad move. Yeah, I, I'm, I know I'm you're a pirate. Move. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't need to actually be drinking, day drinking on day two of Pirate no. Master. Okay, <laughs> all right. So, um, everybody is getting annoyed with Jodon. Uh, Louis calls him the Cookie Monster, just to, just like shoving all this food in his face. I mean, it, I yeah, he's sort of. Consuming everything in, in sight and taking in everything he can as the captain. It basically will try to lazily get himself another win so he can keep doing it. Okay. Oh, back to the chest of Zanzibar. Aaron, uh, again, I'm confused right off the jump. Like, we're taking marbles out, but I couldn't tell. Like, are people, do people have the two marbles and they're picking what team they want to be on? Could you talk us through how they yeah. decide who's on the red and the black team? Because it was like the only thing that was a given was that Jodon and ben and cheryl they were all going to continue to be on the black team yes so yeah this is wild so in the first episode they did the the selecting of the balls and then the second one um yeah so the captain's crew will now always be the black crew and the captain and the officers will permanently be there oh whoever they are yeah so um now it's basically if the red crew wins 
then they will elect a captain as they did in episode one and mm-hmm. get a new captain and new officers. If the black crew wins, then the captain will remain captain. They can choose different officers if they want to. Mm-hmm. Um, essentially, the, the captain will remain um, in power. Mm-hmm. And if there's an odd number, the captain will always have the extra member. Hence why we have an eight to seven with eight people on the, the black crew and seven on the red crew. Okay. All right. The teams are going to have to, uh, once again, head out, get out in the jungle. Go out in the jungle and go find that treasure. And uh, they have to go. Could you talk us through this mission? There's a cliff. Yes, there's a steep yes. cliff. <laughs> yes. Uh, so basically, um, they have to go out on this cliff and search for, for a snake pit. There's a snake pit is at the end. Yeah. Yeah. And they're swimming. Kendra can't swim. Yeah, so this is this one is interesting because it ends up to where the people that Jodan hired, basically, in Jay and Sean. Jay and Sean are on the red crew mm-hmm. for this one. So oh. the people that he has under his loyalty are on the <laughs> other side, which I mean could could essentially kind of help him if they if they want to keep um Jodan in, in power, so mm-hmm. to speak. You think that they uh, might have been working to sabotage the red team? I could see it, but I feel like the red team was more sabotaged because, you know, Kendra wasn't really a strong <laughs> swimmer. So basically yeah. they had to swim to the island. They weren't really dropped off. Mm-hmm. And Alexis, um, who normally would be, you know, a very good swimmer, kind of stayed back with Kendra to, to, yeah. to help her and bring her to shore. So they're all kind of waiting for, for Kendra and Alexis and everybody else sort of just rushing off in the forest. Okay. Let's yada yada to the snake pit, Aaron. Yeah. So yeah. we get into like this giant, like, did they like bring in like a, some sort of like a bulldozer to just dig out an ex- excavator to like dig out like a giant pit and fill it with snakes? Yeah, this feels very, um, Nicaragua Redemption Island people to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of, because it looks like they put like some some sea snakes. It just did not look like a natural. Why snake did it have thing. to be snakes? Yeah, um, but basically, <laughs> they dumped a bunch of snakes in there and said, "Hey, go in and go and in the snake pit. Get the, get the um, clue in there." And- I don't even mind going in a snake pit. <laughs> <laughs> and. <laughs> Nessa, you know, this is where we really see Nessa for the first time. Nessa always wanted to be a pirate. Love and danger. Just jumps right in. She goes right in. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but it's ultimately uh, Azmuth that is yes. uh, going to pull out the treasure. Yeah. And Azmuth does a very good job, um, you know, finding the, the compass plate and really being able to um, mm-hmm. go through the rest of the, the challenge with him to find it. Mm-hmm. Uh, very material for them. Yeah. Um, then they have to go find an altar with the uh, mysterious magnetic spoon, Aaron. Did you understand how this part worked? Yeah, I, th- I guess the, the spoon was serving as a, as a compass and would point in the direction they needed to go in. It was just very hard to find. Just the way they designed these challenges, it just feels mm-hmm. like it doesn't really translate to television well, I would say. Mm-hmm. Maybe in person it might be different, but it just did not translate. Yeah, and then Azmuth is going to find the treasure, and then does he get a gun? Also, like uh, the, yeah. the Azmuth has a treasure, and the next thing I know, he's like shooting a gun in the air. Yeah, basically, I'm guessing they added this in as a signal to the other crew, like, "Hey, 
the challenge is over to signify like, you know, they shot the gun first, they get the treasure, some kind of celebratory thing. Mm. (laughs) They just keep adding stuff every episode, so to speak. Okay. All right. Back on the ship, the black team, they have won and they (laughs) are uh, going to count their treasure. This time there was 45K, Aaron. Uh, what What a haul. Very big haul. And, you know, that's, that's the interesting thing about Pirate Master 2 is that there's no, they didn't split this evenly. Mm-hmm. And there's no telling if the next week is going to have more money than the last week, because it may be, it might not. Yeah. The, the next episode, the money is actually less than in the second episode. Yeah. So uh, yeah. w- what are you going to do? Um, so, all right. Jodon gets half of that money. He gets 22.5 uh, for Jodon. He's going to yeah. keep everything the same. He's going to roll it back with Cheryl and Ben. Mm-hmm. And the crew, not thrilled. Louis wants to see them on the inside of a shark's belly. So, man. <laughs> yeah. It, it's really like they're trying to build up. Like, maybe you understand why there was like all these fights on pirate ships. Uh, the captain is uh, keeping all the treasure, eating yeah. all the good food. You know, you would think after the first week that maybe, you know, the captain would think I would want to keep everybody on my side. Maybe even if I kept that first half, if I start being more generous with the money. People mm-hmm. might want to keep me in power, but no, he just, just keeps it. All right. But Joe Don has a plan, Aaron. He's like, all yeah. right, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to go out and uh, give some more money to people. Now, I, I was a little bit confused. So he gave money to people that were on the losing teams or more, he gave some more money to people that were on his team. So I think, so yeah, so there's a difference. I think there's a difference between the crew and then the game. So I feel like the expeditions like the crew that people are on doesn't really have any bearing on who they're giving the money to. Uh, Cause he's going to give money to Jay again. And mm-hmm. Jay was on the other crew this time. So yeah. giving Jay $2,000 to kind of, you know, keep the other pirates. Cause now there's, there's nine votes for this one. Mm-hmm. So, you know, influencing the right people, making sure that yes. the right person he wants to go home goes home. So, so Joe good. Don is like, all right, I'll throw these guys a couple of bucks. That'll keep them happy. But yeah. Aaron, it doesn't work. They're not happy. They're not. Not with the measly. <laughs> he really said, I'm going to give you all each $200. Or two, was it 200 or 2000 I didn't even like $200. $200. 200 <laughs> I was, what? <laughs> Do you, how are they going to yeah. be having $200? Joe Don was not good at being the captain. No. Not at all. And I feel like money management is definitely a, a big sign of how good a captain is. Mm-hmm. You know, especially for all the work these pirates are doing to keep this captain yeah, in power. Yeah, polishing the brass, sure. And so we get to see uh, Joe Don one more time with Jay, uh, trying to bribe him to, you know, get, like, what does he want here with this bribe? He's basically, you know, trying to keep um, Jay on his, on his side, and mm-hmm. Jay's not really. Jay's going to do what Jay wants yeah, to whatever. do. Whatever, you know, okay. you, you don't have to win to be a good pirate. Basically, he just wants the money. So, Aaron, we're getting into who gets the black spot this week. Who's getting mm-hmm. the paper with the black mark? And so we see it is uh, Joy. Now, did we get, did Joy get injured in this episode? Is this the one where Joy gets hurt? Yes. Okay, yeah. sorry. We did yeah. not go she, over that. Yes. Yeah. So what happened to Joy? So Joy, somewhere along climbing on their way to the snake pit, um, 
falls and bangs her knee. And Sean is so, so nice. She, he carries her up, up the hill. Um, and she's apologizing, like, sorry, crew, for slowing you down. But, you know, I mean, the fact that she's even continuing on with the, with the bent mm-hmm. of me, I, I, I commend her for that. Yeah. She's going to keep going. Uh, Kendra also that she, uh, had the issue with swimming. She was slowing yeah. everybody down in the water. Uh, that was a problem. And then for no reason, Christian Okoye, the Nigerian nightmare had not gotten like almost any airtime until then. No. He's an NFL player and he's getting the, the black mark. Why? What's he doing? Yeah. I feel like this is almost. Jay's influence on Joe Don, I'm going to say, because Jay, Jay's really the only person that's talking about how, you know, like Kendra, I want to keep Kendra around because I can use her down the road. Whereas with Christian, I don't know whose side he's on. Mm-hmm. And maybe he wanted to get rid of Christian because he's a big threat mm-hmm. to, to Jay. I don't really see any reason for Joe Don to go after Christian in <sighs> any way. Yeah, I mean, it seemed like that Christian and Louis were both two people that were talking about maybe mutinying oh, about right. um yeah. jo- about right. Jodon, and I wonder maybe did Jay like uh, not want to throw Louis under the bus, but like okay, hey, I hear Christian is talking about a mutiny, uh, like oh, that's it. Yeah, because he I was like, pissed. Yeah, I mean, I feel like they loop Christian and, and Louis together. They maybe wanted to break that up, mm-hmm. uh, but not put both of them up yeah. again. Maybe one. They were best friends, Christian and Louis. Yeah. The bromance. Very big, very, very big uh, bromance that's brewing. And, th- and this is, a, I feel like this vote kind of highlights maybe the sides mm-hmm. of the game a little bit here. I mean, um, you had a very weird split vote. I was able to write down who voted for who. Okay. Just to give you a sense of wh- what happened here. All right, well, let's get to Pirate Court. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we see. I love when they get to defend themselves at Pirate Court about what's going on. Uh, Kendra, she talks about how that she had she had a hiccup in the water. No big deal. Joy, look, look at me. Look at my knee. I'm good. I don't even have a bandage on it. Okay? Joy says she's fine. And Christian, uh, that he, he says, uh, basically, like, is this your captain? Is this, is, have you seen these portions? How do you run this ship, sir? He was challenging the captain again. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I appreciate the boldness, but uh, going after the captain does not seem to, to bode well for people in the in the pirates' court yeah. so far. And then the peanut gallery is chiming in. Even uh, you know, Louis is like, "Uh, try to give us some money. We didn't want it. Come on, <laughs> come on, Jodon." But it just seems like this is a losing move uh, for Christian. Yeah. Like, I think that he probably would have been better off saying like. Uh, Look, I don't like Jodon, but Kendra is holding us back. You could be on her team tomorrow. She can't swim. That just get rid of her. Yeah, and I mean this vote is very, very close too. Yeah. I mean it's it's a, it's a five to four. So the mutiny is a tough sell. All right, so what, so what are the votes? So, um, you know, Jay wanted to get rid of. Of Christian, so Jay and Sean, who Joe Don has been giving money to, mm-hmm. they vote with Azmuth, Krista, and Jupiter. So Azmuth, Krista, Jay, Jupiter, and Sean, they all vote for Christian. Mm-hmm. Then on the other side, you have Louis, 
uh, along with Alexis and Laurel and Nessa, um, they vote for Kendra. Okay. Because, you know, Alexis had to carry Kendra through the water. Louis is friends with Christian. And I feel like those four seem to be relatively close with each other. So, mm-hmm. okay. yeah. All right. No mutiny ballots. Uh, and then poor Christian has to go. And this was a real disappointment. I was excited to uh, watch Christian. Yeah. I, would, I wanted to see the Nigerian nightmare do some damage here. Mm-hmm. And it, uh, really, really, because, uh, yeah, we, we've had some very interesting people go out in these first two episodes. And it's, it's sad to see them, see them go here like this. Yeah. Um, it was just very interesting to have him there. It, he talked about how that he loved pirate stories. Yeah. He got no gold. Nope. Mm-hmm. Didn't win anything. And so I feel, I feel bad that, uh, didn't really win anything. We never got to see him be the captain. Nothing. Not even an officer, no, not even a side role. <laughs> yeah. You know, a cook. Yeah. Nothing. Would have been funny to see him in the pirate hat. I don't know if the jacket would fit him. <laughs> would have been great. Okay. All right. <laughs> Episode three of Pirate yeah. Master, uh, AKA Azimuth Rising. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely Azimuth Rising. Um, and this, this episode, they kind of, uh, I guess, quickly get into things. We, we kind of zoom in on people doing work on the ship Mm -hmm. uh, the next day. And, and Alexis is basically saying that she doesn't like doing work on the ship and Jupiter loves it. Yeah. What does Jupiter love? Just doing work on the ship and just the ship life. We get that confession of Jupiter out on the water. I think, I don't know what's holding her up. I I, I could not do a confessional. No, I would hate ship life. (laughs) I I would be so mad. I would be miserable. I would hate it. Uh, Aaron, would you rather live on a pirate ship or live in Bonanza City? Oh, oh, that's a choice. Well, I mean, Bonanza City failed to do a lot of things. (laughs) (laughs) But I feel like I would have a lot more fun in Bonanza City. Mm -hmm. I feel like I could explore. I I could find different animal bones mm-hmm. and or different ghost towns or caves or things on a ship you're kind of sea locked mm-hmm. not really much to to really go on a ship and you're kind of yeah. doing the same things day in and day out yeah you're so, stuck in the but, pirate life more in yeah. the, on the on the pirate master ship as opposed to in bonanza city uh, you can make your own schedule a little bit more uh, aaron were you of the age where you wanted to apply for kid nation I did apply for kidney for the second too. one. Yeah, yes. um, I was twelve mm-hmm. when it came out, so I would have been eleven mm-hmm. while the filming. So I think around like the Laurel kind of age. Yeah, was twelve, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that kind of age range in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, which Kid Nation kid would have been the best pirate? Uh, ooh, that's a good question. I feel like Greg would have fit in yeah, on a pirate ship. Greg would be good. I feel like um, maybe Kennedy. <laughs> yeah, you know, would do some some pirate jigs. <laughs> yeah, a pirate jig, yeah. <laughs> and and Taylor would be like the best captain of like I'm taking all the money. Deal with it. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. keeping it all. And if you don't like it, you can deal with it. I okay. think Jodan is the Mike. Of of Pirate mm-hmm. Man. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So are we ready for uh 
our next pirate mission. Yes, we are. So this is the first time we get a uh, we get a name drop of who the treasure was hidden by. Hidden by the quartermaster. The quartermaster. Okay. Yeah. And so the quartermaster has a treasure. Uh, Louis is over Jodon at this point. It's it's kind of interesting how these these crews got um, shuffled up too because basically most of the people that voted out Christian are on this red crew with yes. the exception of Sean. Because Asmith was part of the black team in the last episode, but now yeah. he's basically like the leader of the red team in this episode. Yeah, and it's it's like a complete change. I mean, this is that dynamic of the people that are good on those expeditions. So you better hope that they're on the, the captain's team. I wish I wish there was maybe well I was gonna say I wish there was a mechanic for there to be some choice. And mm-hmm. how the team performed more than just drawing. Yeah. Like it could get a little rich that way. I don't it, know. It's just very confusing. They yeah. just keep the teams the same every time. Yeah. Cause it's just like, I, yeah. And then it, keep the teams the same. Let us get used to it. And then if you want to switch the teams later on or have a merge or have there be no teams, but it, it was very confusing to follow who's on which team what week. Yeah, and they, and they're all flip flopping every week, mm-hmm. and I have to write it down every. Who's episode in the Savage Crew? Who's got yeah. dirty hands? And then that's it. Basically. You're stuck. That's the team. Yeah. Okay. Um, but Louis said that he's going to write a letter to Joe Don's mom in his blood. Louis's very hungry for a win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's just hungry for it. He's, he's very hungry. Okay. All right. So. This was an episode uh, where teams, all right, go off into the jungle. Uh, <laughs> there was an issue where that they had to push the boat over like a sandbar, uh, and Alexis just uh, did not participate. Yeah, it was like she was like thirty feet off doing something else while the crew was pushing the boat, and they're like, okay, they, Alexis, "Looks like they doing? got it. I don't want to get in the way." Yeah. Run over. Um, all right. So they had a sabotage in this episode, which was, in hindsight, kind of a dangerous uh, yeah. sabotage where there was like sort of like a tunnel made of bamboo. Mm-hmm. And then you could do the sabotage to then like uh, pull a pin and collapse the tunnel. And then it would have been like a thing you had to climb over. So, you know, the production, they love the sabotages. However, that uh, I do not think that they thought this through in that what happens if one of the teams tries to sabotage the other while the other team is uh, using the tunnel? Like, I think they imagine like, okay, we're through, sabotage the tunnel, boom. Uh, we get a situation here where the black crew is there first, right? And then it's Jodon that pulls the pin on the t- on the sabotage, but there are still people in the tunnel. Yeah, I was actually the uh, other way around. We got oh, sorry. The, the red crew. The red crew is sabotaging. So um, Jodon's crew, the black crew, is still going through. Okay, and the red crew they cut the the thing, and and um, Sean, who's on the black crew team, is trying to hold up this this structure while everybody's going through it, it just collapsing and you can kind of see it collapse on Jodan and some other people. Mm-hmm. Yes. Very, 
dangerous. Well, they hyped it up in the like next time on Pirate Master. It made you think that somebody was going to really get hurt, but then yeah. ultimately, wow. like it was like they made it seem like oh, Joe Don saved the day. So maybe he wasn't uh, too drunk on rum. No, <laughs> no, he held it. Yeah, held it up. Okay, um, and then. This was, uh, you had to go and find another, find another, it's always a skull. It was yep. a skull in the water. Louie got it. They did. They had to go to the nearby waterfall to, to find that treasure using that skull. Mm-hmm. Anything else from this mission? Um, I do like the shot of the waterfall and them fire, finding the treasure and, and mm-hmm. firing the gun and kind of celebrating because this is the first time that the captain's crew lost. Yes. So. We, we got a we got a red crew win, so uh, very very exciting things. Yes. Okay. And then, do we know where this is filmed? Where like where did this all take place? So this took place um, near the island of Dominica. Okay. Um, which is one of the islands in the Antilles. Mm. Okay. So yeah. it's in, in in the in the Caribbean. Caribbean okay. uh, yeah. Yeah. Where did the people go when they got voted off Pirate Master? Was there like a Ponderosa? I would imagine so. I didn't really um, find out too much about where mm-hmm. people went. I can't remember if Asmuth went into that. Okay. Probably did. Okay, uh, but yeah. All right. So Black Crew uh, is going to come back, and Jodon, Ben, and Cheryl, you are now relieved from your command. Yes, and this is a very interesting aspect of Pirate Master. Of if a captain loses, uh, going back to live. Among the crew yes. that you just uh, lorded over for the past several yes, days. it's like when the HOH's reign is over. Hand over the key. Uh, I I do like that. Uh, it was a peaceful transition of power, though. Uh, Jodon <laughs> handed in his stuff, but Jodon's never had to be in the crew. That's what was sort no. of interesting about this. Yeah, and it, it's sort of being down there for the first time and kind of um, living among them. I mean, maybe finally. He could kind of understand. Oh, okay, maybe yes. I should not have done what I did as, I as captain. I've been a fool. Let's yeah. See the error of my ways. Okay, so now, all right, we need to elect a new captain, and so now this becomes. Even though they were they won as the red team, they become the black team. So basically, um, every time after they complete the expedition, the team would dissolve. And then the new captain and the new officers would become a part of the okay. new black. Team. Okay, the yeah. new black team. Okay, all right. So they elect Asmith. Yes, they do. Asmith is the new leader, and Asmith selects Jay and Jupiter to be in his cabinet. Did Louis get snubbed? I feel like Louis should have been in the cabinet. Yeah. Um, I I thought Louis would get snubbed, but but. Now, kind of looking at the votes, mm-hmm. um, seeing as Azmuth, Jay, and Jupiter all just voted together this last thing to vote out Christian, mm-hmm. I could see him kind of supporting them and making them yeah. officers. Okay, with them. that he was just sort of like uh, he he was a, a never Jodon guy that he yeah. was along for the ride, but he wasn't part of like the real power of this team. No. Okay. All right. Azmuth now gets thirty five thousand dollars and he has to decide what to do so it seems like like in the actual counting of the money he like takes his share right but then when they get downstairs that's when they decide okay we're gonna have equal shares of the money yeah so basically um every week 
you know, the captain would still get half and then the officers would still get half of the other half. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then when all is said and done, then you can decide, okay, now that you have this money, what are you going to do with it? Are you going to split it evenly? Are you going to keep it for yourselves? Or are you going to, you know, siphon some to mm-hmm. a couple people? Mm-hmm. So they pretty much had free range to do whatever they wanted. And they basically made it. So they gave, they made, they split it up so that everybody ended up with equal. Yes. So shares. split it. What is it? Seven, seven ways. Yeah. So $5,000 each for everybody. So mm-hmm. there was a good number for seven. And yeah. okay. So Azmuth that he is a very uh, diplomatic leader. He's loved by his people. Yes. Okay. And he, he's, he's, uh, you know, Getting into the role of captain, he sort of starts changing his accent there. So, yeah. So, Azmuth, all of a sudden, and it's not like we heard Azmuth talk a lot so far no. through three episodes, but Azmuth becomes the captain. And it's one of the weirdest things I've ever seen on a reality show. Azmuth starts talking with a British accent for no reason and not like a little bit. Like, he like takes on a new persona. It was, it was wild. It was wild. And I, I remember eating that up, you know, when I watched it the first time. I mean, it's, it's definitely a choice to kind of assume. I mean, I mean, the, 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 the HOS itis is real. I mean, once you get it, mm-hmm. you just gotta, you know, get into that. But he was already doing voices and stuff beforehand. Um, it just so happened that that's when they started using it in the show. Is you know, I do voices also, but I don't just then, okay, well, now I'm in Russell Hant's voice for like for the next five days. <laughs> I, he stuck with it. I mean, I, I commend him for, for doing that, but it's, mm-hmm. it's definitely an interesting choice. <laughs> I do all the voices. <laughs> Should hear my proper British accent. It's just sort of, you know, assuming a completely different persona as mm-hmm. as, as captain. And yeah. it's interesting seeing how, how Azmuth operates as a captain, too. You know, kind of treating everybody in, in, in the crew fairly mm-hmm. and then figuring out um, who to put up for elimination and talking with Jay and Jupiter and getting a, a real sense of that. Mm-hmm. So we had the... Different leadership styles from uh, Joe Don of like basically like uh, him and his cronies. They're going to take all the money and the people get nothing to Azmuth has now completely rejected that. And everybody, the winning team is all splitting up the loot. Uh, And so it's interesting to have these two contrasting styles back to back. Yeah. And and it's interesting in terms of, of the way the crew reacts to them. As well, you know, really saying that being social, I mean, I think uh, similar to Garnets or similar to um, the, I'm blanking on the term and winners at war with those coins. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fire tokens. Fire tokens. Yeah. Similar to those things. The people that use them mm-hmm. the best are probably going to get the best results. Yeah. So seeing Asmith really utilize this right away and getting people on his side and, mm-hmm. and um yeah 
using that way is going to be a so, lot better for him. I, I think this is actually an interesting discussion. And I, I feel like that it came up a little bit when we talked through fire tokens that I, I was surprised that they didn't have this uh, in season 40 in the pre-merge. It did come into play in the post-merge where it's like, all right, uh, you win immunity and also a fire token. Also, they were giving uh, like people a fire token if they won uh, the challenge, right? That was the thing? Or, yeah. or is that a fever dream? I do believe they got fire tokens yeah. uh, from immunity challenges and okay. that other thing. So yeah. then I always thought that that would be an interesting idea of, okay, tribal immunity, now you win, you know, six fire tokens or whatever, and there's eight people. Uh, you know, how do you decide who ends ends up getting them? Or, you know, here's 13 fire tokens for eight people. And I think that that would be like an interesting decision to have to make. If you have them in the game, like I wonder, could you have some sort of a like, uh, all right, now the tribe has to decide who's getting what. Yeah, I feel like if if the currency is too rare, like you're only getting one or two Mm -hmm. every couple rounds that people are going to be a bit more stingy with those. Mm -hmm. But in situations like Pirate Master, where, you know, it's a lot easier to think about conceptually in terms of, okay, here's $5,000 or here's $50,000. Now, how do you divide Mm -hmm. this up? What do you really do with that? It makes it a lot easier to make in-game transactions Mm -hmm. and really see, you know, okay, well, he gave them 200, but he gave me 2000. So what does that mean? Mm -hmm. But that being said, in terms of like, if you did it in conjunction with challenges, I do think that that might be a thing where it really does favor people who are sort of like competition beasts where it's like, okay, well, you know, Azmuth helped us win the challenge today. So he gets four fire tokens. And I feel like that most of the mechanics that are in Survivor right now already like work to help the people that are already good at the challenges. So I'm not sure necessarily if uh, that's the like most fair way to potentially do it. Like, I, like, I don't, I don't know. Maybe there's some, there's some other way to like uh, inject fire tokens into the game and then have them be doled out by you know one person where everybody could get mad at the jodons of the world yeah and i and i feel like um you know despite his his misuse of money at the beginning i do think mm-hmm. that jodons the the people that he did give money to um like jay and sean are probably gonna save him here because jay is a lot more interested in protecting jodon and keeping him out of the target especially now that jay's an mm-hmm. officer um, as long as Joe Don continues to support Jay financially, mm-hmm. which he has. So, yeah. What if the person that gets voted out? What if then their fire tokens uh, end up back at the camp, and then the the group has to decide how to dole those out? Oh, I, I do think public. I do think that would uh, that would be a very interesting mechanic in terms of you know here's this public bank <laughs> of fire tokens <laughs> who should get <laughs> it that you could decide use how you want. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, all right, time to talk about who's going to get the black spot. Um, yeah. I thought this was very interesting that Joe Don, you would think, would be a primo candidate to get the black spot this week. Uh, Asmith uh, does not want to give one to Joe Don. No, um, you know, they all, I mean, I mean, these three voted together to get rid of Christian last time mm-hmm. and um, supported Joe Don, because Jay and Sean were on that side. So I'm not surprised to see them not really going after um, Joe Don here. Um, There's also the other caveat of the people that have been eliminated so far have all been guys. So there could be um, a push here to kind of not 
um, make it too lopsided either uh, with another guy going home this episode. So um, they could have shifted over to, you know, don't want to get rid of Joe Don, but we mm-hmm. can certainly put up his fellow officer Cheryl up and then see what, yeah. what happens. So, yeah, Cheryl is going to take the place of Joe Don on uh, for anybody who's looking for a pound of flesh that they yeah. uh, that. OK, here's here's Cheryl. You could vote for her if you want. If you if you are mad at the Joe Don administration, uh, she's going to get one. Also, Alexis is going to get one. Uh, Alexis, we talked about that. She did not push the boat. Any other issues for Alexis here? Yes. So, um, as Smith had mentioned, um, that Alexis was, was one of the people that wasn't really in, into the game all that much. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, um, because he wasn't really playing, you know, nobody really wanted to work with Alexis e- either. Yeah. So it was very easy for them to put up, um, Alexis here and not have any pushback from that. And then we also get Laurel getting one of the black spots. Uh, we have not really uh, mentioned her name through three no. episodes. Uh, th- I-, I would say so far, the show has not really done a great job with fleshing out our female characters in the season. No, and, and you would think, especially in, in a show of only 16 people. I mean, I, I think of other shows where I've seen 16 people mm-hmm. on and having more fleshed out mm-hmm. things. And maybe that's that's a caveat of because there's so much in this particular game of Pirate Masters between the expeditions and the pirate life and the pirates core and the black spots and the captain, you know, all this stuff that they have to mm-hmm. capture and the explanations and then the re-explaining. Right. That a lot of people get left on the cutting room floor, which is unfortunate. Right. I, I don't even think that any women have been in the mix for who should be the leader of anything. No. Um, yeah. I, I mean, we, we've talked about like the, the characters that we've, uh, well, we've talked about Jodon and John and, and Louie and, and, and Jay, uh, and Asmith. Uh, but you know, v- that we, we've mentioned some of the women's names, but, uh, like they are not having a lot to do on the show. No, and and other than I, they can't swim really or hope, they're injured. I do hope that changes. Yeah, yeah it's it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, pirate court time. Pirate court number mm-hmm. three. Even the host has to say, uh, "Asmith, do you have an accent now?" <laughs> yeah, I yeah, do. It's crazy. I, I love I love Asmith. Even keeping it up with the pirate score. <laughs> did he do an accent with you the whole podcast interview that you did? Um. No, but did I did do one to him. I did yes. do it to him. Okay. Initially. Wait, uh, what other accents do you do? Me? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Well, when I play D and D, I kind of go into to different, um, are you the, the dungeon master? I'm not the DM, um, but I do a lot of different voices. So I guess, you know, sometimes when I go down South, it's a lot, a lot easier to start talking this way. Mm-hmm. And, um, conversing with people with a, with a Southern accent since I grew up in, in the Tidewater area. Mm-hmm. Um, or if I feel a little like this, I don't even know what's coming out of my mouth right now, but I sound like some sort of um, character. And, and, and I do, do, do a voice like that. You know, whatever happens yeah. to come out of my mouth. Okay. <laughs> All right. We'll see if maybe there's any other characters that come up uh, in the Pirate Master universe, the PMU. <laughs> All right. We'll see. All right, so Alexis, uh, she's like, oh, look, uh, on me, I didn't put up any sort of facade. Uh, is that a shot at somebody? Did somebody else put up a facade? 
Yeah, I'm not quite sure where that was coming from mm-hmm. here, uh, but maybe maybe they might explain that later. I'm not, I don't remember. Yeah. Laurel, she says that she wants to be here. She'd do anything for this group. Uh, and uh, Cheryl, she does everything to fit in with the team. So uh, what's it going to be, crew? Alexis, Laurel, or Cheryl? Yes. And it, it feels like this is all going to fall on Sean here sean the cook that has been uh bribed by by jodan so mm-hmm. um you know you would suspect that sean would likely be more loyal to the to the jodan uh contingent of, of him ben and cheryl mm-hmm. um but yeah everybody's approaching sean for for his votes basically between alexis and cheryl and maybe um laurel's up there as as a as a pawn so to speak mm-hmm it's kind of interesting how this this vote breaks down as well, too. All right. Well, everybody's going to cast their cards, and then yeah. uh, our our host is going to uh, take a look at them. Uh, Cameron Datto uh, says, uh, "Laurel, you are safe because we know anytime there's three people, Laurel gets no votes. That's the rule. The Laurel, if you have three people, and there's a Laurel, she gets no votes, and it's a tie." That's how this works. All right. And so uh, it comes down to Asmith, Captain, you'll have to make a call. Yeah. Who, who you got? And I was surprised because he sends Alexis adrift. Yeah. I was a little confused by what happened there. Mm-hmm. But seeing as, you know, I'm guessing if Jay. I mean, they all voted together with Sean um, before, and then Jodan and, and, and Ben were the officers before, so maybe they wanted to kind of stick with that contingent, and then Joy was nominated the mm-hmm. first two weeks, so we didn't really know what side Joy was on. Seems like Joy is with the Jodan side of things, so we get Ben and Jodan and Joy, who can now vote. They voted for Alexis. Sean, the swing vote, votes for Alexis. Um, Louis and Nessa aren't going to vote for Alexis and Loyal because they just voted all together last mm-hmm. time for Kendra. So Louis and Nessa stick together, vote for Cheryl, and then Kristen and Kendra join them. So yeah, I'm guessing that Azmuth, Jay connected to Jodan and mm-hmm. Ben and Sean sticking together here and all getting rid of Alexis. That's the only thing I could think of here. Yeah, uh, very interesting vote. I was surprised that uh, ultimately Azmuth uh, didn't want to just cut ties with Cheryl, but I thought maybe he might like, okay, well, I don't want to now have Jodon and Ben coming after me. Right. Especially if you just took over to mm-hmm. after working with them the previous week um, of eliminating one of their own. So maybe leaving Cheryl for later. I'm not sure if they're going to work together now or what they're going to do, but mm-hmm. maybe better to get rid of Alexis. Yeah. All right. So that's it. That's three episodes of uh Pirate Master. Yeah. Okay. I'm Yeah, the these first three episodes, um yeah, I could see why people might not be interested mm-hmm. in, in, in Pirate Master from looking at these three. I feel like they don't really do the show justice in any way. Mm-hmm. Um, you feel like the I, show gets better from here? Yeah. Okay. I, I would say so, yes. 
Um, so the fact that we start with these three episodes and it's a new show and there's a lot in the game and, you know, they're still kind of yeah. working on it as it's going. Okay. Yeah, right, that's I good to hear like, because yeah. uh, that yeah. um, for people who are listening to this podcast are like, uh, should I keep going? Uh, should I should I watch more of these episodes? Like, I may, Eric, can you make the case about what's going to be potentially in our without spoiling it. Yeah, future. I feel like the game that we see here is vastly different than the game we see even a few episodes later. Oh, OK. So what do you mean? Like, more strategy or the. Yeah. Yeah. When I think of Pirate Master, these three episodes are not the three episodes that I think of. Oh, that's um, so you said yeah, they, like they made adjustments on the fly here. and yeah. uh, changed up the game a little bit. Yeah, I feel like Ooh. as the players get used to the game and kind of see the potential for things, um, I feel like the second half is way better than the first half. Mm-hmm. Or at least, sorry, and everything from this point on, I would say, is a lot better than what we get here. Okay. Oh, Aaron, it's uh, very exciting. Yeah, I, I'm very excited for, for those of you on this Pirate Mask journey. Mm-hmm. And again, yeah, after you watch all of it, definitely encourage you to go back and listen to the interview that myself, uh, Nick Fishman, and Jordan Kalish did with, with Asmuth, because there's a lot of great information in there behind the scenes. Okay. So next time out, we're going to talk about four episodes of pirate master we'll talk about episodes four five six seven in chapter two this is going to be a four-part series talking about pirate master so we'll talk about episodes four five six seven next time out with aaron robertson and a guest we'll talk about the uh, next run of pirate master okay aaron where can people keep up with you well, um, I am on Twitter at um, AA Robertson94, and I don't really tweet much, but mm-hmm. I write music for people. You'll find, find my music on, on Sequester. Things. Yeah, I did. I did uh, a lot of the music for Sequester season mm-hmm. four. Watch that on, on YouTube. Um, you know, if you. How did you get involved with that? I was. Um, I think I was. I think I asked or was approached about doing the music for along with Will from America. So Mm -hmm. Will did the ending song and then I did um, a lot of the music for just the episodes in general and gave it all to Audrey each week and Mm -hmm. worked it in. Yeah. Uh, Well, incredible job there. And then, uh, you know, great job to go through Pirate Master with me. I'm very excited to be uh, on this journey. Much more fun than being on the pirate ship. Yeah, I, I I love I love going back to Pirate Master every seven years as it looks mm-hmm. to be now. So. Yes. imagine in uh, 2028 when uh, you revisit it again. Yeah, basically, maybe I'm it'll probably... be remastered by then. Repirate mastered. Yeah, yeah, repirate mastered. Look, look for that <laughs> years from now. <laughs> okay, uh, of course uh, we have so much uh, great stuff going on at robhasawebsite.com if you uh, missed it this week uh, be sure to check out our top 40 all time season rankings talked about the edge of extinction Aaron are you a, a, a never edger it's, it's weird because end of extinction is a season where I feel like you could separate the finale from the rest of the show. I feel like the finale kind of undoes everything you've watched. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved Edge of Extinction um, all the way up until the finale, but the, that yeah. finale, I, I don't think I've ever 
laughed so hard in an episode in my life just from the <laughs> sheer ridiculousness of what mm-hmm. was happening yeah. on the screen. I still remember that night. So it's it's wild, but it's a fun ride. Yeah, it's I had fun. not revisited it since the real time. I did think it was a fun ride on the rewatch. Uh, we talked about it all with Ari Ferrari and Matt Scott on our weekly countdown show. If you missed that, check it out at robiswebsite.com. And if you missed any of our Kid Nation coverage and you want to go back and check it out, of course, uh, those episodes will be there for you forever just like bonanza city is waiting for you uh to go back and revisit anytime you want go to rob as a website.com slash r-h-a-p rewind that's the only podcast feed i've ever done where i am putting the episodes in sequential order where that they will if you subscribe it'll go uh, one two three four five and now start pirate master will be uh the sixth thing in that feed so if you want to listen to that all in order on the rhap rewind uh that is available for you at rob has website.com slash rhap rewind Thank you so much, Aaron. Uh, Looking forward to coming back and talking more Pirate Master with you next time. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. Support for this podcast comes from our friends over at Geico. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do, and it's hard work, but you know it's easy? Bundling with Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle your home and car insurance, and it's a good thing, too. You're busy enough. Go to geico.com, get a quote, and see how much you could save. It's Geico easy. Visit geico.com today.